I'm good. I'm glad you shared that with me. And uh, even though I was still kind of struggling to hear a little bit, but I pretty much caught about 75% of, of the uh, conversation. But um, I think it was, it was good to get their take from it and actually hear their words instead of allowing the media just to have those little sound bites and, and they put their spin on it. But, um, you know, it, it was good to hear them, you know, go through the whole thing uh, as far as, you know, how, I don't know the, the brother's name, the third party. Oh, Andre Cena? Uh, okay, yeah. I, I put it there in just that. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, when me and my roommate, we were talking about it when we first heard about it on the, uh, the uh, password or whatever on ET, we were trying to figure out uh, who was the, the the dominant person in allowing this third party to come into the relationship or make a decision to have a um, relationship or from, you know, when we hear a real and dated conversation that actually was going through turmoil in their own relationship, which they both agreed to separate and figure out how they was going to find happiness instead of trying to force something to work that, that they knew obviously wasn't working, you know. So, uh, but they were still doing this. They were still, from my understanding, they were still doing this. They agreed to do this within the marriage. They ain't ever mentioned the word divorce. They never mentioned the word divorce for the sake of keeping the family together. Of course, what I heard that. Right, because so, there was one time in life when they talked about how they um, had an open marriage. So. Yeah, yes, yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so we, we, we taking that. Um, we look at interpreting this one incident that, you know, getting so much media attention. Uh, in the context of, you know, him having an open relationship. I don't know if that was the same agreement, you know, in this, this third party, this, this recent, or which they said was that recent, but. Well, they said uh, like four years ago. So, I mean, I think, I'm yeah. like, I, and I hear you, but what I take away from it is all these people, here they are. I mean, they fine, right? All these people get in your business. And they turn it into something that it didn't need to be because everybody has their own perspective on what marriage should be and should be like. And so I just found it interesting, you know, just based on our situation, right? Because, you know, here I am, I'm thinking we're great, we're good, but I can only imagine, you know, what people might have to say or what they might think. Not that I care, but, you know, just to see how... Um, because black people are the ones that kind of ate them alive, and so that's why he was like making reference, like you know, Black Twitter has decided that this is their business, and, and we need to talk about their business. You know what I mean? So I thought that was interesting, and I think that what I have seen all day is that a lot of black women um have been, you know, toying with the word entanglement. Basically to say like, oh, you know, jokingly, I'm in an entanglement or I don't do entanglements or whatever. But I think what they fail to realize is what they what they are failing to like address is that she basically admits that she was broken. They talk about both of them being broken in one way or another. And what people fail to realize is that when people come together in a relationship, regardless of how much you might love a person, it doesn't change what's broken about you. 
And so if you continue to not deal with the broken parts and the broken aspects, you continue to be broken in those ways. You just in a relationship, you just married now. And so I think even though, you know, people might not agree with what they were doing or how they were doing it or whatever happened, I think the, the ramifications that came from it, basically like her being able to self-identify with what was really broken inside of her, like being a fixer. I know a lot of people who, if she talks about, you know, trying to overcome your own personal childhood trauma by fixing other people's problems. And there are so many people that do that and they don't realize that that's what they do. Anytime, and I used to, I used to feel inclined because I still like try to help everybody and you know, whatever. And as soon as it doesn't go well, then I'll be mad. Right. But, but I think that it takes a different type of person to be able to acknowledge that that is something that you do. Right. Um, because most people have that and they, they think that they're just being helpful. But a part of that is trying to help heal broken places from their own childhood which i mean even for you like when you because you are helpful in the mug right you love to like try to get people to this new level a new level of understanding about who they can be what their potential is focusing on their future not their current situation you know but those are things that's you i feel like and i told you this before i feel like you do that because that's something that you needed from somebody that you didn't receive. Like, yeah, you had somebody like, hello? Yeah. You had somebody, (laughs) you had somebody, you know, you have people in your life who love and care for you, but the guidance that you look back now and you feel like you needed when you were younger, you absolutely try to offer that to other people. That's important. Yeah, yeah, most definitely, and just like what Betty was speaking about how, I mean, to some degree, it's, uh, it's a shame, you know, they, they brought it up about how, you know, they had to learn this method or, or go, actually go to this journey to see how much, first of all, they really love each other to be able to, or, or how much they are committed to each other as far as committed to their well-being, committed to, uh, you know, basically loving each other, staying with each other, supporting each other. Regardless of what happens, even if it's, um, it, it takes a toll on a relationship or even if, if something comes up, a transgression, so to speak, like how we have put it, that seems to violate the, the, the sanctity of, of the marriage. But you got to go through something in order to, to really see, you know, uh, how far you would go in that relationship or how far. Uh, or what it really means to, you know, to, to stay there and stick it through, you know, with that person. But, you know, with Jordan, I mean, she made a point as far as uh, it's sad that, you know, they had to, uh, their relationship had to take a lot of bumps and bruises, uh, in order for her to identify this lesson or, or get this lesson from this journey, you know, identify with the, the shortcomings she had or the brokenness that she had. And, uh, but think about, I, I don't, I didn't hear Will speaking too much about his own brokenness. And, but I think the fact that uh, it's, it's her show, you know, it was an opportunity for her to really reveal why she was making the decisions that, that she was making because she felt like she was missing something. And uh, and she wasn't getting it in a relationship 
or she wasn't getting it from me, or what she was actually looking for, might not have been, you know, exactly what she needed, you know. But she had to make an attempt to first, you know, or try it out or, or whatever. Of course, you find out, well, that's not really uh, what I need. But, uh, and, and that goes for everybody. Everybody, you know, we put a lot of stake in when we find that person. And we thinking that uh, this is going to solve all our problems. And I actually, like, like you said, you made the point that the relationship in and of itself is not going to re- resolve a person's brokenness or emptiness. You know, right. uh, these are these are things that have to take place. You know, with the self reflection. I mean, with the, with the relationship being a relationship, what it can do is show uh, show an individual that uh, well, basically that that they matter. You know, in that relationship, or they're part of something that's bigger than them. So it's worth their while to focus on uh, bending their issues or becoming more of a, a complete person so they can contribute that relationship in a, in a fuller way and not uh, and do the relationship some justice. And yeah. not, uh, I, I, wonder you know, too, so. I wonder too, though, like when she said, not wonder, but I think that um, a key component, and she said it, but I remember Will saying it before I moved here, you know, so moved to North Carolina, I remember like really like holding on to it when Will said it is that, you know, you have to find your own happiness within yourself. Another, you can't rely on another person to make you happy. Right. So then when I heard her say it, cause this is a quote or, you know, like something that he said that I had been kind of like holding on to for some years. So when I heard her say it, I was like, Oh, well maybe that was something that kind of came that, came out of this situation if that makes sense and so I was like um you know wow amidst all of what people have been kind of like taking away from this conversation I think that people in relationships truly need to understand that you have to be happy with yourself first before you can be happy with somebody else. And I think that a lot of times when we get in relationships with other people, we, um, we, we like rely on that relationship to provide us with all of our happiness. Now, yes, you make me happy. I'm so happy. I love you so, so much. Like a newborn baby love, right? Because, I mean, and I know you might not understand that as a man, but for a woman, when you have a baby, you be thinking, like, man, I love this baby. You know, you think before you have that baby, you like, oh, I love him. I love this. When you have that baby, it's like, boom. I ain't never never, 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 love this. Yes. So, you never know. I mean, that's that's a part of you, you know, and uh, it's just actually something that causes you to step outside yourself and you're willing to, you know, sacrifice everything for that soul, you know, that, that you brought to this world. Right. And uh, it's something that, it's, it's, uh, it's really, um, you will not be able to uh, describe that feeling or actually connect with that sentiment unless you, you know, actually have a child and experience that, I guess. Right. Or, um, but, but, but most women, when they get in relationships, it's like we just love the person so much and then we forget about all the things that were important to us before we got into the relationship, those things that 
gave us motivation, those things that gave us purpose and, and drive. And it's just like, well, and then when a person, because people will disappoint you, you know what I'm saying? When a person no longer is functioning at that high level that they are when they first meet you with all those things that they do to kind of like swoon you in or whatever, then the disappointment sets in and it's like people lose their happy. They lose their way. They, they don't know which direction they're going. And I think, so I just think like of all the stuff that I see people paying attention to, I really wish that that was something that they focused on because I have like so many friends or people that I talk to on a regular basis that their entire life, their, all their happiness relies on another person's move instead of what's good to them or for them outside of being in that relationship. Not to say that your person can't make you happy, but you have to have a, le- a certain level of self-happiness within yourself and self-love with about who you are currently before you can actually like fully love somebody. And then, uh-huh. I don't know, and then I kind of was thinking like, you know, they were talking about how like everything, I don't know if they said anything worth having, but you know, basically like relationships are going to go through the fire. And I just was like, well, damn, I, how much more of the fire do we need to go through, baby? Like me and you. Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 and you got you, you, you know, you have uh, and one thing that anytime you know you love something, you're self-consciously protected. And what a true relationship, you know, in love, a mature relationship. I mean, even even greater, and a lot of people have to admit that we go into these relationships with a bit of immaturity, you know. And, and yes, you can learn. You know, from mistakes or you can learn from misgivings, you know, when you deal with another person, but as long as, you know, the intention. You have 60 seconds remaining. Are not malicious, you know, like a person just don't care about the other person still in a relationship, you know. But um, the thing is that you don't want to create self-imposed wounds that you constantly have to overcome and constantly have to heal. I mean, we can, you know, uh, fall and, and scrape our knees together. But, you know, this is not, I'm not going to push you down and make you scrape your knee. No, I'm not going to, you know, allow you to push me down. You know what I'm saying? So these self-imposed wounds, you know, people, they... You have 30 seconds remaining. If you really love me, you'll stay with me, even though I'm treating you like shit. You know, that's not that type of, that's not what, 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 uh, what you should be looking for when it, when it comes to struggling with somebody and learning through those struggles. No, we ain't talking about no self-imposed, you know, uh, wounds. You know, we're talking about learning as you grow and, you know, we human beings ain't nobody perfect, you know, so all they have to be embraced. You know, what we'll share from Jada's perspective, you know, when she said she wasn't happy, that's what she wanted. And at the time, she, well, she said she hadn't been happy in a long time. Right. Now, if I, if I was, you know, weird, I mean, I, I would take that with some, um, with a slight, you know what I mean? But, uh, and I think, this is, this is not, I don't think she would just talk about like, you know, uh, intimately or sexually being satisfied or being happy, but I think her, the source of her happiness or her completeness, you know, with this relationship with, uh, the young man was, uh, the fact that she felt like she was playing a role to, to fix him or to, um, be that, uh, be that part in his life where she felt, yeah, well, she felt like she was, she was doing something meaningful. You know, and, and she and she felt worth, you know, worthwhile in that relationship with him and playing a significant role. Where Will, on the other hand, you know, 
probably, I mean, he probably couldn't play that role with him, you know, because he's out in Hollywood doing whatever he's doing. So, um, I don't know, that, that might have caused a disconnect as far as what she felt like she needed to feel whole and feel, you know, um, complete, you know, in a role in a, as a woman in a relationship with another man feeling needed and feeling like she was doing something that had a significant impact on this man's life, you know, yeah, that I gave her value. I think, I think that's true, and that she said that. She said that, you know, that's pretty much what that afforded her or whatever, but she also said, um, and not, not that she also said, excuse me, you, what you just said, I think was true, right? Maybe they had superseded that in their relationship. You know how, like, I think you told me before at some point in, in a past relationship, you just didn't feel like you was getting through to the person anymore. Right. So when you feel like that, it's like, okay, that person just kind of like shrugging you off. Like, okay, you know, Nadir speaking again or whatever. Um, he going on his little rant and rave and you know, they don't hear you. But when you're talking to somebody new, it's like a, it's almost like a breath of fresh air because it's a different perspective than what you've used, you, what you've been used to get, getting or whatever, excuse me. And then it's like, he's at a different level of growth, right? You know, Will and Jada have been at such a mature level of professional growth for so long. You know, they had already pretty much done every single little thing that they could do. Whereas August yeah. Cena was just some great music artist that was just kind of coming out and was being really loved by the people. And then he had this like breakdown situation. So I think that it, it took her into a different phase of life from just the normal everyday, whatever she was going through with her life, because her and Will had already attained so much together, people get bored. And I think that when people have bored. money, when people have money, especially, they really get bored because you can provide yourself with every single thing that you might possibly want and then some. Which, so what is the way, what is the way that, uh, I mean, because you have two, aspects of that getting bored, you have a situation where you're trying to stick it out in a relationship and, you know, bring, you know, bring some enrichment to it where you have, a, like, a situation, you know, where you have a lot of barriers that, that you have to go through. And, uh, but, I mean, if you can be bored with trying to just, you know, create, uh, create things that's going to enrich the relationship, um, you know, we don't have that that freedom of access to do, you know, what you feel like it would be meaningful to the relationship. Um, so, so what is, what is something that, you know, a person or people in a relationship can overcome that stigma of boredom, which will make them, you know, uh, lose faith in a relationship? What do you mean? So you said what is, what is... Yeah, how, how do you overcome you? this? How do you overcome this? Yeah, how do you overcome this? Uh, yes, I don't think it's just about doing something. I think it's about a mindset that um, we allow ourselves to uh, become bored with them because I mean, the mindset that we have about what we should be doing in a relationship, you know? Right. I think that's, I think that's where that comes from. Well, and I think, I like you said, it is a mindset. And sometimes you get with people and, you know, 
everything is like all gravy in the beginning and y'all having all these great conversations and whatever. And then a few months down the line or whatever, it's like you have nothing else to talk about. Right. So um, I think that's why it's important that you find some form of foundation that, you know, the, the relationship is based in so that y'all always have some type of communicable purpose. Like, you know what I mean? So, and I, what would you say ours is? Um, That's what I really want to ask you. Because, you know, what you tell me, I just want to be with you. I just want to be with you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what you tell me, I just want to be with you. Even though even we got to be on the phone, I'm not talking about if you just give me a grievance on the phone. But uh, I think that um, as far as uh, our foundation, is, uh, you know, we have, we both of us have, uh, a woman, really it's kind of hard, um, to just pinpoint it because I feel like we do have a foundation, but we, we continue to, to build one at the same time because yeah. we're, we're still early in the marriage, early in the relationship. So, uh, we haven't even really got to that point where we can say, okay, I mean, because everything's still fighting, everything is still fresh, and, but we do have a willingness not just to keep it excited and fresh. That is, uh, that could be a fantasy, you know. Um, but I think we have a willingness to, uh, continue to grow in our relationship. And, and we know that this is something that we have, uh, we'll always have access to, to help each other, you know, grow. And, uh, always find something, you know, about each other. We always, we know, like, into each other, we always find a way to, you know, understand each other better. Uh, always, you know, involved in what our visions and our dreams are. And, and, I mean, we just have that type of those type of personality where we always try to make ourselves better for one, and uh, and we have open communication with whatever we got going on, whether it's, you know what we feel in our heart, what we're thinking about, um, you know, our opinions about different days you know, what we believe and, you know, what vision that we have for the future. So, right. and I, it's just having that type of mindset, like I said before, having a growth mindset instead of a, um, uh, 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 what's the, what's the word? Well, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> a stagnant mindset. Yeah. A stagnant mindset, a mindset that just, you know, you just uh, easily satisfied with where you at, you know, without having any type of, um, you know, uh, a vision to, to grow, you know, then beyond that. So, but, uh, I mean, you know, we're going to grow old in age, too. You know, we're going to grow old in age, of course, because nobody can stop. Yeah, yeah, we're going to grow old in age. You're going to grow old in age. I rebuke that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it's going to happen, you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and, and, and this is, you know, we look forward to Go ahead. I mean, we look forward, we look forward to this, um, being able to grow old with each other. Yes. And continue to, you know, find ways to, to, to love each other and always remember where we came from, yeah. you know, to remember our history. And even, you know, our history in our teenage years is something that we always refer back to because, you know, it's part of our foundation, part of our connection. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it's, it's part of our story. Yep. You know, so. Now, baby, can you, you know, hear my teeth over there on the dresser? Uh-huh. Can you what? Can you hear oh, my, my, my teeth? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
you know what? Yeah. Got to look forward to all that. Well, I mean, if, if, I, if I know that bothers you, then, you know, I'll restrain it. Yeah. You know how to, I will restrain it, bro. All on the end of the bed, I'm just I, I think that is, that is something that's, that's unique, how two people can be in a relationship with each other and have such, um, you know, uh, great expectations of, you know, how do you expect to move each other and say that the death do, do us part of whatever they say in their vows. And then, you know, when they go through certain things, it actually reveals, you know, what the relationship is about, you know, what the substance of the relationship is about. And and, and where the real love really comes in, you know, and, and, and it's going to move the person's heart to actually be there around them regardless of what's going on, regardless of, you know, I, I would don't meet up to our expectations or our dreams, but, you know, we still know we got each other, you see? Yeah. And, and we've been had each other, and it's always been good when we've been with each other. That's something that we can, you know, always look forward to. That's all I look forward to, anyway. Yeah, okay. Always having you. Always. I just want you. To, I, just want you. I, just, I just want to be with you. I just want to be with you. Family. Family. <laughs> 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 benefits of being married and, means, and they still want to be hanging with their homeboys or their homegirls. Well, not that you can hang with your old friends yeah. or whatever. Um, and that, that's, that's, what, that's what's going to be the telltale, you know, and sometimes people learn this. Sometimes people learn this, you know, early in relationship and try to make it work anyway because they feel like they have so much invested already. And then some people learn it later on, you know. Um, that they really don't want to be with each other. But, uh, or something happens where people start growing apart. But the thing is, we want to be with each other now. And we do see, we kind of like mold ourselves into each other. In other words, you know, what I know that you like from me, you know, I'm, tr- I'm trying to, to do that for you. Because I, I want you happy. And I know this is part of us growing together. Yeah. And vice versa. You know, so when you have that willingness and you have the open heart to, to go one one with each other, I mean, that means that's indicative of, you know, you want to be with this person. Yeah. You know, you, we're not going to grow, you're not going to grow apart. Yeah. Unless, the you only way you're say you're growing grow together apart. or you're growing apart. Like you, and yeah. then, you know, yeah. people look at me when I say that, but if you got your own agenda, he has his own agenda, they finding people that do the things that they like to do with each other, I mean, eventually, this, the companionship portion moves out and y'all are just basically functioning like roommates in a yeah. in a financial yeah. or legally binding commitment. You know what I mean? We might got some responsibilities or whatever. And um, I was talking to my girlfriend this morning and she was saying, you know, even when sometimes even when people's component of relationship doesn't work, they still stay in for the business portion of it. So, I don't know. I'm just... I don't even know what that's, what that's like, you know, um, because I've been fully invested myself emotionally, yeah. you know, and mentally and spiritually. Well, um, all that other stuff is like an added, you know, plus. Yeah, but, um, emotional available 
and an emotionally available man is a beautiful thing. I'm not one to play around like this is so real. And I love. 